0: Cinema Boys to Cinema, episode 38. Dirty eight. 38. 38. Uh, I hope you're well, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, this week, no specific film. No. Uh, no sort of contemporary release, no uh, subject discussion. Just raw, unadulterated
1: film discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, <that's> uh, <laughs> it's
0: more of a. I think this episode is going to be a bit more sort of anecdotal, yes, given the nature of the topic, which is, of course, physical media. Yeah, yeah. It's something that we often dip into throughout many of our discussions, frequently referencing our own collections, (laughs) Uh, you know, which is really cool. Yeah. (laughs) It's really cool. It is cool. (laughs) Super cool. (laughs) We thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about that, about collecting and about how That sort of has changed a significant Mm. amount over the last sort of 20 or so years. Oh,
1: yeah, big time, yeah. Um, I mean, it goes without saying, we'll probably be talking about streaming and all that kind of stuff and how that's affected it. And um, I don't know, just the tangibility of something and how that can kind of have a sort of, for us anyway, like a, a psychological... Effect on you know the the ability just the ability to purchase gives you a bit of choice. I think.
0: I think so. I think that, that there's always more of a story. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Exactly. And as we f- we're going to sort of discuss and find out from some of the comments that you guys sent in on the old Instagram questions. You know, it seems to sort of uh, play a quite a big role in the sort of formative moments of. Individuals, mm, oh yeah, agree. Uh, certainly in the way they engage with certain aspects of culture, you know, mm, and that yeah. discussion. This discussion doesn't necessarily have to just stay within the parameters of you know DVDs and Blu-rays. It can be vinyls and yeah, books, because yeah. this is all stuff that I think in the increasingly digital world mm. is sort of disappearing from the shelves of many homes.
1: Yeah, and getting replaced with a subscription-based model, yeah. which, which takes away choice. I mean, I know it technically gives you more choice but it takes away your ability to choose to buy one particular thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I don't like that, personally. I mean, it, you know, maybe I'm just getting older. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting. Save that gold for later. I shall. You I've silly stopped. little goose.
0: I've said too much. You have. So sorry. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> mm. Right. <laughs> shall we? <laughs> shall we? Yeah. yeah. Questing the Cinematic So I want to kick off the episode actually before we start wax lyrical about collecting Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have something to confess. Ah, oh. uh, I I haven't been looking at our Instagram direct messages. Ah, oh, that's all right. Um, uh, we only not get many. It's all right for me. Uh, <laughs> it's my job. It's like one of my only jobs. And I, <laughs> I, you know, I spend so much time looking at my phone, looking at, like steak recipes or whatever. even though I don't even eat meat or like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and for some reason, I don't look. But anyway, I, there was a couple that we'd sort of missed. And there's one in particular I wanted to
1: sure, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, address. It's from uh, uh, the Killer episode. Oh, okay, it's yeah. It's from Barney. Hello, yeah. Barney. He writes, Love the latest ep, lads, and really enjoying it all since starting listening fairly recently. Oh. The fallen over eyes in the logo was a great and funny touch. There you go, Ben. Oh. Some, some love for you there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I appreciate that the following sentence could be repeated about 20 plus films since there were m- many good Hitman films, but I was surprised that there was no mention of Ben Wheatley's Kill List. Just wanted to bring your attention to it if you haven't already seen it. Very strange, enigmatic and twisted take on the Hitman genre and genuinely scary at points. Well worth the watch. Keep up the good work both. Loving it. Oh, Thanks, Barney. That's great, yeah. Um, um, s- the reason we didn't... Address it is because we've talked about it quite a lot before. I, I the episode. I can't remember the episode, but I remember talking
1: about it a lot in a very sort of loving way. And I did think about List before the the Hitmen episode. I thought I'd focus on in bruges because I. Hadn't talked about that as much, but right. uh, we both like Love Kill List and Ben Wheatley, or at least his, his early, early words. Ben Wheatley, is, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I think one of the best English filmmakers, mm, you know, yeah, in that period. Um, yeah,
1: you're right to bring it up though, yeah, length, absolutely, because yeah, I mean, that is that's a blind spot in that episode, um, yeah, but I'm glad you are, like the eyes, that was a straight it's just a strange design <laughs> choice from, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoever made the killer
0: post, and I was like, oh, yeah, well. No, but thank you for messaging in. Hope yep. that clears that up. Yes. Uh, and it gives you an excuse to dive deep into our exhaustive back catalogue, which I'm sure you all love. Yep. <laughs> Let, you, yeah. Let us know what episode we mentioned Kill List. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we, we do fucking remember. know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, physical media. Yeah. <clears throat> as you know, Ben, as you can see, I have a rather large collection. <laughs> and um, I have it sort of. Uh, in in my in my living room yeah. where we're sat now, and I think if you wound the clock back like sort of 20 25 30 years ago, yeah, obviously you know there's quite a lot here. Mm. Uh, and that's not a boast, by the way. By the way, I'm very right aware. I, how I, so it is. Bri- I think it's marvelous, like your oh, collection. You. <laughs> um, but you know, like there'd be a fairly sizable collection of DVDs or VHSs, probably Blu-rays, maybe not so much because that's when things started to change. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um I was thinking even though I love it and will continue to collect it for as long as I'm on this earth I assume mm-hmm. um that it's almost like a rarity to see it in people's houses these days Yeah it is uh I
1: think uh, the, there's a tendency nowadays to kind of oversimplify I I mean I know this isn't a, a podcast about like interior design <laughs> but uh, it, a lot of living rooms are sort of quite sparse and it's yeah, a shame yeah. because you usually, you know, for big readers, you'd have shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of their books and it'd be in the living room, it'd be like a centrepiece, you know, something that they, they, they've they curated. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it was like just a nice thing to, you know, a conversation point. Of. So oh, yeah, I've read that yeah, or oh, yeah. I've seen that. I, I, I watched this like, do you mind if I borrow it kind of thing? And I loved that. Oh, it was really great. And yeah, you're right, you don't see it anymore. It'd be like... Nowadays, you have to put Netflix on the telly and be like, look at my recommended Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, Oh, yeah. cheers, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd just be weird. Um, so, yeah, no, but I, I think it's... I mean, you've curated yours much better than I have. I think mine, rather criminally, isn't in the living room at the moment. I'd like that to change. <laughs> it's a discussion I've yet to have. <laughs> uh, but... Because it doesn't actually, it doesn't clutter anything up, especially if you've done what you've done and kind of put them in, or in order of, I guess uh, you've got to kind of collectors' items, or and you or arrow, then Criterion, then Eureka, which I really like, um, and like the BFI's and stuff, and then yeah. So it, I, I don't know. I don't think it's as. I think you can have that still without
0: it being, you know, a source of clutter. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, obviously it's something that I love and will continue to do, and and that offsets any sort of concern about whether it looks good or not. <laughs> uh, obviously, I think in my older in my old flat it did look a little bit more imposing because it was in separate shelves that were freestanding, and now it's in yeah. built-in, which makes it look slightly less like the living room of someone that's seldom had vitamin D <laughs> um, but you know I think it is interesting that you know you go to a lot of people's houses and I'll have it unless it's like people are coming over that have like a similar interest in, in film mm. you know if it's just people that you know obviously their interests are elsewhere they'll come in and go wow that's a lot yeah, almost as yeah. if like oh wow it's almost like fucking hell wow you spend your time you, ooh, yeah, yeah you yeah, do that yeah. and I just think that comes from that school of thought and I like you say where there's this sort of minimalism and I think I think part of the reason, obviously, streaming is, is pop hugely popular for lots of different reasons, but I think it ties in really well with the idea of minimalism in the home. Yeah. Because yeah. why would you collect something if you can have all of it in a digital format yeah. via your television? You know, you don't have to, you know, first off, it's probably cheaper. Yeah. And, and secondly, you don't have clutter. You can save all that space for driftwood signs of live, laugh, love. Uh, yeah. or... Shoot for the stars, and you land among the moon or whatever shit you want. You know, yeah, like a frame with sand in it. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like yeah, different yeah.
0: layers of sand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beautiful. No, very nice. Beautiful. Yeah. We're potentially alienating listeners here. Oh, well, I know. With our home decor. <sighs> You know, I criticisms. think they're,
1: they're. I don't know. I think they're like paintings, though, because they're. You know, they're all unique and they've all been designed for. Especially like in the case of Criterion, they do their own designs, right? They yeah. have their own. They don't just take the existing marketing materials and plonk it on like a plastic case. Like mm. they have someone separate to either do a painting or do something creative, and just the uh, the act of taking taking a DVD or Blu-ray out and looking at the front and then the back and. Then it would might prompt a discussion. It's like I, yeah, unrivalled. And
0: yeah, I agree. And I think it's the same what you say with about books, and it'd be the same with like CDs or vinyls. It's like mm. it's like you know representative of you as an individual, like yeah. what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. And I think not having that in your own home, to me anyway, mm. is a shame because yeah. I feel like your home should represent who you are, yeah, the things you love. And I get you know when you know there are certain circumstances that may prevent that in the way that I'm very lucky to be able to do it. But I just think that I think it's a great shame not to have that in your living space. Yeah, I think An so. An expression of who you are, what you love. Mm. Um, and I just think it's really interesting. But I don't begrudge people for not necessarily doing it either. I think, you know, the vast majority of people who would, would have bought the VHSs or the DVDs are going to be the people that perhaps aren't as sort of... They're not as, they don't have a vested interest in the future of the medium necessarily. They just enjoy some of the films yeah buy yeah them, they w- they
1: want to maybe watch it again in the future that's why you'd buy it right like uh a-, a frequent dvd or blu-ray that i still see in people's houses it's never in the living room anymore it's usually in like a cabinet somewhere yeah but if i stay there long enough or i know them well enough i'll find the dvds <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like at yeah. some point and like all the harry potters are usually in there Yeah, because people want to revisit those. And quite often, those are the kinds of films that are engaged. You know, they'll hop across different streaming platforms. So I guess those people, because obviously that's quite a beloved franchise. That's the kind of thing that tends to stay. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't know, Daddy Daycare, for example, (laughs) in the bin or at the charity shop. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. And it's funny how as people's living rooms have. You know, seen diminishing returns in the DVD and Blu-ray department. Charity shops have seen an increase. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there's like sort of seven shelves of them sometimes if you go to one of the big ones. You're like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's never
0: Blu-rays actually. I think Blu-rays are a bit more precious. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's um, interesting to talk about it. if we move sort of slightly away from me going, yeah, my shelves, uh-huh. and like into the the impact that's sort of had on the industry. The you know the the fact that for a lot of certainly the mid-budget space you know the dvd release was like a second you know a a second um second theatrical right yeah thank you yeah second theatrical release and the fact that that doesn't necessarily happen anymore i think it's obviously had a sizable impact on how and what the studios decide to put money behind
1: Mm, yeah yeah definitely i mean so if you think about this is more tv than film really but um you know peep show i'm a big fan of Peep yeah, Show. yeah of course and i bought the dvds um mostly because it was on at 11 uh on my like every friday on channel four and uh I, so i never caught it so i'd have to buy them on dvd and i was like later down the line i re i Was sort of discovered that the only reason it kept going was because of people like me buying the DVDs. Mm. Because it it had like the some shit viewing figures, like almost uncommissionable. Um, But it was you know the the home media sales drove it. Yeah, that was the reason that more got made. And it's the same with a lot of films as well. uh, Like the Shawshank Redemption apparently didn't make that much money in the cinemas, but then. Everyone bought the video, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah or yeah. the DVD, or and then the Blu-ray, and to this day, it's like a top seller. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and now those lines are so blurred because you don't. I I know like streaming services intentionally withhold viewing figures for some reason. I don't right. really know okay. why, but they do, and so you don't ever really get to figure out for sure whether a film has been successful or not. Like <laughs> yeah yeah you know uh, yeah like Killers of the Flower Moon. Apple won't tell you if like six million people watched it or not. You can see how much it's made at the box office, which looks awful because it's
0: all on streaming. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
1: And I don't want to be ragging on streaming for too long because it's sort of, you know, it's almost uh, a cliche <laughs> to do so. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's important. I think so. About. I
0: think it's a huge part of the reason why the why the probably the main part of the reason. I know we talk about the idea of decluttering your home to to yeah. make a, you know to make a domestic point to the to the argument, but I think you know the central reason that's, that that the sort of the habits of audiences have changed so drastically in the way they um, interact with media like TV and film and even mm. video games is because of the presence of digital stores, yeah, uh, digital streaming services, you know.
1: I've got video games, yeah. I'm more of a. So I, yeah, I mean, I've got like Game Pass now. I don't think I've ever bought anything from a shop in, in years, no, me neither. In years, yeah, and again, The Witcher was the last time I did actually. Really? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, this is it. Like, I think you know, you think about video games. I would argue that you know, video game games are sort of behind, only just behind vinyls in terms of collectability. Mm. There's an element of collectability to video games. That I just think movies. and don't have DVDs and Blu-rays just don't have necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think there's something a lot more there's a much bigger community out there for that sort of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it is interesting. And I and I do think that I think you're right not to hammer streaming too much because I think we'll both be the first to admit that we do use quite a lot of it. Uh you know, I use oh, yeah, yeah. you know I use music streaming. I use Mubi. <clears throat> we do have Netflix you know it's a part of the modern world and a part of the way that we have to sort of somewhat recalibrate the way in which we engage with the yeah. things we love uh, because the industry is changing with or without us some of you have to make some concessions in order to engage properly yeah, for example yeah. seeing films like the killer you yeah. know i mean if we were steadfastly <laughs> committed just to physical media then that obviously wouldn't be able to have those experiences mm. i think the digitization of things definitely saps away some of the life of it. Mm. Not only does it damage the possibility of lots of different films coming out and having more variety in the box office, I think that's sort of proven. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think from a sort of, from a consumer's perspective, you know, we we spoke in the outro about that, about the sort of stories you have attached to a certain piece of physical media. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I think that's just not present on, on streaming. I mean, you can have moments where you find like a real gem yeah. But what I think what I think streaming services are really good at is giving you the illusion of choice. Yeah, okay. They, they yeah. you know they can say oh yeah we've got all this content on but you're still relying on them to yeah. put all that content together. Mm, yeah. So your viewing habits are going to be still sort of almost hemmed in by what they decide to put on their platform. Yeah. And they might have loads of fucking films on there but so much of it is just not worth watching. You know. Yeah, or, or they I mean I know Disney have
1: altered some of their stuff as well like they'll change the actual the the media itself um so not only are you limited because you're not going to have Netflix and Paramount Plus and Disney Plus and I mean unless you're rich which yeah. the vast majority of people are not <laughs> like you're just not going to have be able to justify that cost month after month after month so yeah you are you're always going to be restricted and then you know, if your choice is Disney Plus, then there's a chance they might have removed some story beats. <laughs> yeah, because I th- I think Disney are a bit slightly afraid of treating films as artifacts uh, of of a time that is representative yeah. of that time. Yeah, which I can kind of semi understand, but I also think it's slightly criminal to, to chop chop and change things in that fashion. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I and I think as well, like I don't think they're necessarily always acting in a way that is genuine. I think a lot Mm. of their decision making is sort of focus grouped and you know, going with the direction of the sort of, the general consensus. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it doesn't mean that the sort of general consensus is wrong by any stretch of the imagination, but Mm. I think that you know, when you've got a huge multi-billion dollar enterprise like disney making decisions like that i think there's always going to be a degree of suspicion levied towards them on the basis that they're always going to be chasing (laughs) any sort of potential avenue to maximize as much profit as possible so yeah yeah no i agree there's something problematic about that um i I just i also just don't like the 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 viewing experience i think so much of streaming is so dead-eyed you know you just spend so long just scrolling and again it goes back to that thing that illusion of choice i just think you know it I think sometimes being empowered in the choices you make in what you choose to watch isn't always great mm, yeah Do you know what I mean like having that choice like obviously you, you had a choice when you walked into Blockbuster but there was that element of like I could just walk down these shelves and just see something well, what the hell is that yeah exactly you know yeah. and and it, and it it is sort of different yeah I think <laughs> it is different I think it's different because
1: you, you've commit there's a commitment there to buying something or to renting something you've paid for it. It's too late if you change your mind on the way home. Tough, you're gonna have to watch <laughs> yeah, it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And either it's either you, your sort of suspicions about what you bought are gonna be right and it was terrible, you know, or it's it will surprise you. And you're like, oh no, that was good. I'm glad, yeah. you know. And but with streaming, you you can just press back, right, and then and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm not not enjoying this. First mm-hmm. twenty minutes haven't grabbed me. Let's do something else for my evening, and then you spend the next hour looking for another. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, often, I my food will go cold. <laughs> Because I'm looking for something, and I don't want to start eating until the film starts. Okay. But I've got too much in inverted commas choice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, So I'm yeah. like, you know, I've got my sort of tagliatelle that I've, you know, looked forward to all you labored day. Labored over. Yeah. 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 You make yeah. A mean pasta, Ben. As well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you. You know. Spent ages getting the consistency of the sauce right, and then it's ruined. Yeah. Because of Netflix. Yeah. Because of you. Because <laughs> of you. Yeah. <laughs> the listener. No. Um. But yeah, you're right. That choice thing has changed, and there is something that you, there is something to be said about you know walking because you, you don't walk into HMV every day unless maybe you're one of us <laughs> in our sort of late teens I guess. Um, but the, you know the vast so majority is... of people, <laughs> it, it's like a once a week, maybe twice uh, a month thing. Yeah. Going to rent a film or going in and seeing... Well oh, there's man. just no
0: rental of films anymore is there? I mean mm. I was trying to think, I mean obviously living in Bristol you've got the 20th century flicks Yes. This isn't the plug obviously <laughs> <laughs> The owner of that has no idea where he exists, you know, no. why would he? He's got far more reputable podcasts to listen to than us but you know, he's <laughs> one of the few and that's independent and that is yeah. run for and by people that are passionate about cinema. Yeah. So they don't necessarily like block, the, the clientele of Blockbuster which of course a lot of them were Cinephiles who loved watching movies, but a lot of them were just people that, you know, Friday night, movie night, you know, and they pick any old shit up and, you know, roll with it. And I don't know, like, I just think, you know, it's a real shame that we've lost that market because there's a certain mystique about it. And again, Mm. that's it's using that kind of language is romantic. Um, And that romantic approach is only going to exist if you love something as much as we do. But I just think like the, the streaming experience it's never going to beat that yeah. it's never going to beat that experience like you say of like taking a punt on something and sticking to your guns yeah yeah and it also like if you think about like something like the video Nasty's era oh you yeah you know like yeah. the home rental market Mm. was so central to that sort of cultural battle between Mary Whitehouse and loads of sort of dissenting teens and young people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like these sort of dodgy films hidden away in like some sort of small corner of a video rental store, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those things wouldn't have happened on a streaming platform because streaming platforms are so much easier to police. Mm, Yeah. Um, You know, they can just change their lineup almost immediately to suit whatever... Mm. Know, the sort of, as we said, the headspace, the cultural headspace, the sort yeah. of general collective cultural headspace.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, you're right. I think, you know,
1: films like A Clockwork Orange became popular in the United Kingdom because they were banned. Yeah. And they existed, yeah, yeah. like you said, like someone would have a copy and it'd be from Germany or something. And that's the only way you could watch it in the United yeah, Kingdom for yeah. years. And finally that changed I think yeah. it was 2002 which is really recently yeah yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. They in, in released terms of on, the history of the movie exactly yeah. yeah like they released it on DVD and um, but that that was like a kind of period of that film's life in the UK was kind of yeah there's a mystique about it and there was a mysterious just like oh, you know it's hard to find therefore there's more value associated with it all of a sudden it mm. becomes like a A hidden gem. And that's, yeah, that's just one example. And it is a shame because, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. You probably, probably now what would happen is there'll be a cut down version of. Or the internet. I guess you could argue the internet is is the replacement. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you go to, there's no risk of you getting a computer virus. If you just find it, right, or you order it from Germany. <laughs> but yeah, Nowadays yeah. it's like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> all of my files are being held to ransom because I tried to download a Clockwork Orange, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, weirdly it was safer as well, I
0: guess, I suppose. The <laughs> card is now being used to buy PVC in Botswana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Thanks, Stanley. Yeah.
1: A half an hour conversation with Nat West. Yeah, <laughs> like no, I'm not in Botswana. No, no. <laughs> Just wanted to watch a Clockwork Orange <laughs>
0: illegally. Yeah,
1: <laughs> admittedly.
0: Yeah, I think I guess that. I mean, I counter argument to that would be the internet, wouldn't it? The, the, you yeah. know, the space for all of the sort of subversion and the dissident voices is off the internet now. So mm. I guess that would be it. But yeah, I think there's again. This is going to sound very romantic and anecdotal, as we've said. Uh, previously in the in the intro, but it, you know, I, I get there's just something about that experience that yeah. is a, the physical nature of it. Um, I think amplifies that. Yeah, certainly yeah. in this sort of historical context of things like the video nasty era, but I just think more broadly as 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 sort of children growing up and and sharing things with each other. Like, I mean, so a memory I've got regarding video games. This isn't a film, yeah, but it was the only time I was ever banned from playing a game by my mum
1: oh right okay Silent yeah. Hill oh god yeah and
0: I remember my friend Daniel Collins this is I live in the cul-de-sac in Derby yeah he lent it to me I think he might have only been the demo disc I can't remember yeah <laughs> but he lent it to me and I remember walking it was like a literally like a 30 second walk from my house to his, yeah, and it was really dark. I remember walking, holding it, and thinking, Whoa, you know, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then I went home and put it in and played it for like 10 minutes. So, mum walked past, she'd never really bad an idea of what I played, really, yeah. But she looked at that and was like, No, you're not playing this, oh you know? really? Oh, and that so whole nice. experience, I guess it probably happens a of modern parenting, but it's probably harder to police with the digitization of yeah, things, but yeah, yeah. There's just something about that that little experience, you know. Uh, No,
1: yeah, that's amazing. And, um, yeah, I've had a few sort of run-ins in in a similar fashion. But it it just makes them, it makes those, the, the acquisition of that media all the more intriguing. Yeah. Right? I imagine Silent Hill holds that. You know, in your mind, there's a kind of a place for it now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. those games are terrifying and they're really style like unique stylistically as well. And yeah. I actually quite like the film as well. Have you seen the film? <laughs> uh, Sean Bean, uh, he, yes. he is in it, isn't he? He's in it for a bit, Rada Mitchell, I think. Yeah,
0: I, I think I have seen it. It's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, so long yeah. ago, quite good. I thought, I thought it was quite good. I think, I mean, it, it falls apart in the
1: third act, but. Like a lot of horror films, but it uses the music and I think that was key to oh, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's the atmosphere music. of the of that um, of that game was the music and they, they got the license for the music and use it in the film as well. Oh, that is cool. I always thought like if, if a Halo film were to ever come out, I'd be so annoyed if they didn't use the same music. Yeah, and, yeah, um, That's to, just me. They? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think to. they would, yeah. Um no, I, I I think there was sometimes like I remember sort of year eight or nine, there was DVDs that were passed around playgrounds because they had they contained like pornographic content. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. weren't. It wasn't porn. It was like actual. I think nine songs was one of them that Michael Winterbottom like music film. Right. Because okay. there was like some sex in it, <laughs> and it was so like, it wasn't. Guys, all, desperate know. times, isn't it? Oh, I know. It was so pathetic, but at the same time, because you were limited, it was. A, I never actually got it. Uh, but I remember other people talking about
0: Michael Winn, Winterbottom's nine songs in yeah, like year yeah, nine yeah. in science. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. strange. Yeah. I think it's interesting you use the word limited. Mm. I think there's something to be said for being limited and how sort of weirdly more appreciative it can make you about things. Yeah, yeah. I think whilst I obviously use the internet constantly mm. and use, you know, platforms that provide a digitized version of media fairly regularly too. Yeah. That... Choice, yeah. to sort of hark back to what we were talking about earlier, that choice, having too much of that choice, I think, can often have a negative impact on how you engage with things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just think, like, I'm like, a, you know, thinking about music. I'm really into albums. I listen to albums. But the digitization of media has made that more difficult. People yeah. don't listen to albums anymore. But it's no. individual tracks. People will skip through albums. Yeah, you know. there's
1: playlists that are made for you. And yeah, stuff, exactly. Right? Yeah, and, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, you're almost it's almost undercutting whatever the artist musician or filmmaker or game developer. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially if it's a concept album. Right? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's undercutting a lot of the work that goes into it in that sort of pursuit of the, just that short sharp injection of what, what it is you want.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and I just think that limitation is so central to the brilliance of physical media and the experience of, of purchasing it, be it in a, in a moment of rebellion, what, yeah, know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Running home frantically trying to conceal an interaction with a Michael Winterbottom music film clutched <laughs> firmly in yeah, your hands, yeah, yeah. you know, or, or, or could it just be the, just the experience of going into Blockbuster and taking a punt and buying something, mm. you know, there is just something about being limited, which I just, I quite like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I think whilst I adore so much about, the open freewheeling nature of the internet i think having too much can it sort of makes it harder to appreciate things more and i yeah. think it, it, it deprives it of the moment because you, you can just pull yourself out of it whenever you like you mm, know? Yeah, yeah i always think about it like back in the day when this is a bit of a stretch but like when music video channels were really big like Kerrang and Skulls. oh yeah like mtv and mtv stuff. and yeah I remember being a teenager and obviously only watching exclusively watching Kerrang when my mum had gone to Asda, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh I used to hate it when a song came on I didn't like, but it 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 upped the ante for when a song came on that I did like. Yeah. And yeah I don't, okay. Not necessarily physical media, but again it's that disempowering nature of mm. choice, which in a way is quite liberating. Yeah. Not being in control can be quite liberating. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, you could it, it
1: just means that you can digest a film or anything that you might not enjoy first on first glance, but then a yeah. week later it'll pop into your head. Yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. over time there's a seed there, and you probably end up watching it again, and then you could, you know, an entire genre of film you weren't that previously bothered about could be opened up mm-hmm. to you, Like, and yeah, but you can... I know you can pause DVDs and you turn them off, but like I said earlier, you've bought it, There's you've made a financial commitment, and thus are less likely to just chuck something else on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of evenings, I'm so guilty of it as well, the amount of evenings I've had which have just been like the first ten minutes of a film I haven't finished is qu- is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I do it less so now because I like to try and sort of train myself to commit to something even if I'm not particularly enjoying it. I had it recently with a film I watched on movie. Ended up being really good. Uh but I it wasn't immediately grabbing me. Right. But I was and I remember thinking I was so tempted to turn it off but I, I stuck with it and it's actually a really good film. Uh it's called it's a film called The Innocent, a uh, French film from twenty twenty two. It's like a heist film basically.
0: Oh uh, yeah. But
1: yeah no I mean that's just an example of something that it's a slow burn and it can take its time to seep in. Yeah it, right? yeah. And the amount of punts I've taken especially in um do you have a CEX or mm. I don't know yeah, how you're yeah. meant to pronounce it right. Is it meant to be pronounced sex? I guess I've it is. I've been told it is yeah. Yeah okay. So there's shop uh, second hand DVDs and CDs and I mean all sorts of stuff like you can buy phones in there. And I'm sure anyone living in the UK knows what we're talking about because there's one, or there was one, on every high street. Yeah. Um, I spent so much time in there uh, when I was growing up, like from probably about 12 to 18. I spent so much time so much money. But you could buy really amazing films for like 50p.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I bought yeah, Wolf yeah.
1: Creek for 50p, I remember. And it's such a good, f- I've still got
0: it, like, to yeah, this day, yeah, 50p. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Seen, uh, that, I, mean, that I would disc. have enjoyed going to see EX more had it not smelt like, the undershaft of a jogger (laughs) yeah it had a vibe right i didn't yeah the vibe was always a bit like i don't know (laughs) yeah it didn't quite it could have been they could have streamlined that more and make it more sort of unit but then you know i guess it sort of cultivated a space in the market that isn't really there anymore so regardless of how it smells (laughs) people are going to go in yeah yeah (laughs) You could take your
1: films there as well. You could exchange them for like credit, and then go and buy other. Films. Oh yeah, 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 I remember, yeah, yeah. Um, and you get blokes coming in with like fifty DVDs, <laughs> and the cashiers are like, "Oh god!" Yeah, <laughs> and you get like fifteen pence per film, and yeah, end up, yeah, you know, going away with twenty quid. Um, but I mean, yeah, I used to spend a lot of time in there, um, taking a punt, just like. L- literally ju- judging books by their covers, right? Like yeah, Just yeah. looking at a film and be like, that looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'd quite often have to get my dad to come in and buy it because <laughs> it was oh, an 18 or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think sp- more specifically what I have bought in there. Uh, I bought Goodfellas in, in a CEX. Uh, my first ever watched, time I watched Goodfellas was, that was like twenty five or something. It was in that really shitty cardboard case. Oh, I hated
0: that fucking trend.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really annoying. yeah um, but it was cheap for that reason. Um but yeah the amount of films I I subjected myself to because of that. Yeah. The experience of going in and picking you know, just looking and picking and looking at the back, looking at who'd made it, seeing who was in it and yeah, it was really cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think when you have so much control it also can prevent you from Taking punts yeah, and, and yeah. discovering new things, mm, yeah, and I think, like you say, going out into a CEX, enduring the aroma, and often the music, yeah, um, which I quite always quite admire actually, because I'm not, I'm quite into my metal music, but sometimes I'll be playing the most inaccessible metal. <laughs> yeah. I think this is like a shop on the high street, yeah, you know I mean? like, yeah, <laughs> and all the other shops and high streets they have really strict rules about the music you can play. <laughs> No, but, not but like not in CEX, which I always quite admired. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I just think yeah, like it it, it inhibits that sort of uh, experimentation mm. and the willingness to engage with the things. I feel like so much of mainstream culture, whilst it's like obviously there's nothing wrong with indulging aspects of mainstream culture like we all do yeah yeah I think the big thing about it I always feel is that it doesn't want you to explore it doesn't no. want you to look further why look further when you can have this easier digestible yeah recommendation you know, re- yeah recommendation yeah. That, you know just served yeah before you you know and I think it's, I mean, I have no issue with people that don't go off the beaten track necessarily. It's not necessarily, and it certainly isn't a reflection of your individual intelligence. But I think it's a shame when there's so much good stuff there that can be discovered yeah. just via just the willingness to go out of it, go out of your comfort zone. Mm. I think, and I think that's what that sort of what that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier about the sort of um, having how having so much power of choice is mm. a problem because I think yeah. it will only ever really inspire. And I'm guilty too. Like, I'll think I'll just, I'll just listen to this because I know it. For example, like Spotify, I'm particularly bad on it.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So it's like, you know, I just think it, there's so much stuff, so many thousands of hours of music I've listened to that I've heard so much. Maybe I could have just listened to a whole new genre I've never listened to before. Yeah, or like find an and album en- that looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, and enriched yeah. my sort of, my tastes a bit more. I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said for that.
1: I think so. I also there's the other problem with streaming services is it's more of a sort of a technical issue a legal issue in a way in that uh, they films get taken off unexpectedly without warning. Oh yeah, that's um, and that's because like they have a contract with the distributor that expires. Yeah, yeah. And unlike, you know, it would be the equivalent of someone coming in like knocking on your door being like hi, uh, you're um you've got a uh, La Dolce Vita on on Blu-ray, don't you? Yeah we're going to have to take that back. Sorry. Like your license. <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. So it's never yours. It is never it's basically yours. basically never ever. yours. And they're getting more expensive as well, especially Netflix. So like there's a monthly oh, man, cost yeah. that yeah. might seem cheaper than, you know, going into HMV every once, every two weeks or something, but actually isn't cheaper because over time, you know, like I might have had a month when I was growing up when I didn't have much cash or whatever. and I couldn't buy any films. So I just, left it for a bit, but if I I wasn't obligated to to buy yeah films. If yeah, like if yeah. I couldn't, if the circumstances were such that I couldn't, then like stuff, but at least I wasn't going into debt.
0: <laughs> um I wonder if there's been any Netflix related debt. Yeah. Well there probably has. I
1: don't know if I got But I mean this.
0: they're they're doing this thing now which I think's really fucking annoying where they're like they're splitting the payment plans. Up, aren't they? So it yeah. used to be before there was like one payment you would pay, and everyone paid it. Yeah, yeah. And now it's you have like two or three different payment plans, and if you if you opt for the cheaper one, which we have, oh yeah, you get adverts. Oh right, yeah. And it's like fucking hell, like, <laughs> like it's just like YouTube basically now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's funny that we you know in the in this sort of discussion we've talked about the internet and as, and streaming almost as as being this idea of at least sold to us anyway as like this very empowering process of having too much choice but i think mm. within that choice you know companies are starting to work out that there's so much more potential for for Profit, yeah, and they will maximize that. I mean, we, we see it already in cinemas. I mean, when you go and watch a film in the cinema, obviously, the experience of watching a film in the cinema is, is worth enduring the half an hour of absolutely dog shit <laughs> adverts you have to <laughs> yeah, endure. But, yeah. like, you know, even now, like, when with home entertainment, you are forced to watch adverts, you can't opt out of them unless you pay a higher amount of money. Yeah, it's almost always worth paying the higher amount of money, but that never feels good doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think there's something interesting, like. You know, the, the old adverts on DVDs and Blu-rays, which you tend to get with the more commercial, obviously, DVDs and Blu-rays, not so much with the Criterions and that. But no, yeah. It's like you can opt out of that just by skipping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes the trailers as well are kind of interesting. In any way. Yeah, yeah. They sort of transport you back to that time in a yeah. way that is perfect before you watch the movie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's never hole or anything, is it? No, really? it's like a film trailer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Actually, it's funny. Yeah, I've got I've got a lot more DVDs than Blu-rays, and you've got a lot more Blu-rays and DVDs. The DVDs have adverts on them that, yeah, like you say, are kind of a, a an artifact of two thousand and four or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I remember that coming out. That tanked, or like, oh, that did really well, and that was like a sleeper hit, and you could kind of had a discussion about, I don't know, like a film. I can't think of anything in particular, but yeah, like an advert for something that ended up doing really well yeah yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> what would you say in your collection and this is going to be hard this is a hard question because I'm sure this is the kind of answer that would change day to day <laughs> what sort of blu-ray are you most proud of I guess
0: <laughs> proud of yeah, bad, bad debate, it? yeah. Uh, I don't know it, it, it's strange I think <sighs> I think because you're so limited now in terms of the places that you can go and buy the kinds of Blu-rays that we would want to buy. Yeah, yeah. You do have to sort of buy a lot of them online. Mm, yeah. Um And there's a sort of ethical conundrum to that, I guess. And obviously, it's not particularly good for the environment. And a lot of the time, you're giving money to people that, you know, don't necessarily deserve it. <laughs> um, so I'm aware that there's that, that there. But, you know, I, I miss the days where you could go into, like, loads of different shops. I, I still quite like... And it was never my first choice to ever buy films from a supermarket, but I still go and look down the aisle because yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. of the last things, yeah, sort of left from our childhood. Is like you, there were like DVD and game aisles in supermarkets, and yeah. they're still there. Yeah, yeah. But like aside from that, and as you say, HMV, there isn't a great deal of options really in terms of mainstream no shops. Like
1: we had from before. That yeah yeah thing. and that Shopping went Bristol. didn't it yeah, yeah that left.
0: Um, and that was a great place that was one of the few good places left I mean there isn't as much I think there isn't as much character to the experience now and I think you, that means you just have to trawl on, online I've noticed
1: with the HMV at Quibs Causeway uh, there's an ever-growing presence of like uh, merchandise like mugs and t-shirts yeah. and stuff and they're encroaching on the DVDs and Blu-rays <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah they've got some cool books in there to be fair as well like they there's something, I mean, the thing about books, I think I've sort of stood the test of time and survived the digitization because I think a lot of people love holding a book in their hands yeah. and taking them on holiday and stuff without having to worry about, you know, dropping a Kindle in the sea by mistake yeah, or something, yeah. right? But yeah, I, even so, it is odd. The, like, what are those weird little dolls you can buy with massive heads oh, and big uh, eyes? Uh, uh. Pops, Funko like pops. Funko pops. Yeah, there's like fucking massive amounts. Of yeah, those they're in there they're now. a
0: thing, aren't they? They've come out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know why they're so popular. They're really annoying to look at. Um, yeah, it's all very garish and, mm. and, and, and and I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's it's like a toy shop that's kind of infected it. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah, yeah. A
1: little world cinema section's cowering in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it's like yeah. my corner. Yeah, I, Hannah's yeah. always like. Are you going to go to your corner? Uh, yeah, I will see you in there in like half an hour. I'll just stay in that corner for half an yeah, hour. Yeah. Oh, all the films. <laughs> I love <like>. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Uh, there's so much good stuff. Uh, and there's so much good stuff I don't own, which is... Uh, oh, well, there's... Yeah. But, I mean, I would probably say my sure arrow, uh Arrow, volume one and volume two. Oh, nice. box sets I'm yeah. a huge fan of like that era of martial arts cinema I love Shawscope. scope um they're, they're I, really nice I know this is ra- like radio <laughs>
1: but uh they're really cool looking um, yeah
0: they are and that's what I think it, it, I think this is one of the good things about I guess collecting is that you know it is for people that love it yeah you know like it isn't necessarily for general consumption it is people that are really into it so, you know, companies like Criterion and Arrow and stuff. It sounds like we're plugging them. It's a bit lame, but oh, we're not. Yeah. But, you know, but they put a lot of effort into, like, you know, what they release. So they'll release the film. They'll, like, source alternate cuts of the films. They'll find interviews from casts and crew. Yeah. And it won't just be, like, sort of perfunctory stuff. It, like, you know, it'll be, like, deep discussions about the construction of the film. Always come with like booklets or posters. Mm. The booklets will have like essays written about the movie. Yeah, like um, art cards as well. Art cards, yeah. Really cool. Like they'll like find artists to like come and produce like an alternate poster, which they'll use for the front of the of the sleeve, yeah, sort of case, or there'll be an alternate one on the other side. Like yeah. you know, yeah. like it, that is the cool thing about it. I think, and in in in, in that you know, obviously, I'm sure these companies would love. Loads of people buying it, but I think the reality is that people that keep those companies afloat is a, is a probably quite a strong community of collectors, mm, yeah. Such as definitely. ourselves. Also, that you know the Godzilla book is probably up there. Oh, that's wicked! That, um, yeah. I mean, that's that was like a a big deal. Obviously, yeah. you know, the, a huge sort of monster film fan as well. And that that book with the I think thirteen, twelve, thirteen Godzilla films and Blu Ray with a book that comes with like a sort of little essay about each film. It's a really big book. It's beautifully um, put together. Yes, flawlessly. Like, yeah, designed. I just think it, it makes. Again, I think it's it makes the sort of collecting of it, it kind of an aesthetic choice as well, which I quite like. Yeah, um, sort of on show a bit more than the rest of them. Oh man, um, that's good. Yeah, good I'd, I'd probably say those. I'd, it's funny just to. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sat here going, yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about our collection. Oh, uh, no, I know. But uh, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think that's the, the the sort of real special thing about it. And I, and I think what I love most about it is that people will come in and they'll go, oh, I've seen that, and you'll, and then we'll talk about it, and yeah, they'll open it and they'll read and they'll go, oh, I didn't realise this was about it, or yeah, you know, it's made for people like us who want to know more about the films, yeah, you know, yeah. And find out the the opinions of a great academic or, like, the choices of an actor or a director on the set on a certain day, you know. Yeah. I, love, I think I, that's really special. I think, you know, that's, that's something to be sort of treasured and kept um, mm. alongside the film itself. Definitely, yeah. I love reading about the restoration process.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cute, interesting to me, and there's quite often with a lot of the older films, there would have been, like, a remastering process. They probably would yeah. have had to have sourced... The, like, original negatives that got sent out to the cinemas. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently they get, often they get stored in, like, salt mines. Weird. Like, yeah, like, yeah. anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, and so they'd, like, clean up the footage and do, like, you know, paint out little specks and get rid of those cigarette burns in the corner. Yeah. And, and then this, there's a sound aspect to that as well. Like, you know, there might be a remix and... And you know the trials and of of that process is always in that in a booklet. Yeah, and there's always yeah. like some expert talking about you know how it took him six months to do one scene or something, and then like there's a director-approved color grade on it. I love that. That yeah, oh yeah, stuff, they've all got right? the
0: signature of the Criterion do that, don't they? They have a sticker yeah. with the director's uh, signature on it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Even if they just put them up in London, like in a hotel for two days, and just to give them give the thumbs up. It's still nice to
0: yeah, know that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And again, these companies like the Criterion stuff, they're, I think, all part of the preservation of the medium, you know, the mm. history of the medium. And I think, yeah. obviously, there are people that work in the streaming services that are deeply passionate about it. I think it would be, you know, cruel and incredibly short-sighted to suggest otherwise. But I think they are essentially, they're essentially still run by people who want to make as much fucking money as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas, like, you know companies like criterion obviously i'm sure profit is is a motivator i don't but it's run by people that are are passionate about the medium not just yeah the future of the medium but preserving the history and the legacy and part of doing that is not only providing reading materials and director interviews the kind of the kind of history that's really important yeah but also like you say finding these films preserving them and and keeping them alive i mean you know we've lost so many silent films not us (laughs) yeah so many silent films have been lost because of that sort of ceaseless pursuit of the next thing the next technological innovation things get lost yeah yeah and i think in the pursuit of streaming i think things have been lost Mm. not necessarily negatives or anything because most of it's digital but they're kind of like at the front i think they like to think of themselves as at the forefront of the innovation of of storytelling or the medium and yeah that tends to mean that a lot of stuff falls by the wayside and i think these kinds of companies who represent that sort of Obviously, Criterion does have a streaming channel. I think Arrow does as well, um, but you know, and Mubi too. I mean, like, but the yeah, end, these are run by people that have like a more of a, a vested interest in uh, film more broadly, not just the future, but the history, which is so important.
1: I, I, Mubi do DVDs and Blu-rays as well. Though. Yes, they do. Um, yeah, I do have mean, one. I think.
0: I've got a, I've got a couple. I've got a
1: lamb. Oh That's yeah, my movie one. Yeah, got, yeah, I liked that film. Uh, Petite Maman as well. I've got that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's quite good, good actually. they it is clearly designed by someone who was looking at a cri- criterion. Yeah, and, Like yeah, it has yeah, that simplicity yeah. about it, and the nice, you know, the the unique poster art and stuff. But um, they, they are they're all right. You know, they're good. Yeah, they're, they look like they'll stand the test of time. They come with, uh Dust jackets. So, that's oh wow, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, we have not done that with my collection. Thinking about it. I do it with my pitifully small vinyl collection, but I don't do it with my DVDs or Blu rays. I do get uh, <laughs> this is sort of a bit of a collector's confessional. <laughs> I do get when I see sunlight hitting them, I get stressed.
1: Oh, yeah, no, they get sun
0: bleached. Yeah, yeah that will yeah. happen. You can see it, they will turn pink and horrible. Yeah, so a lot of my Sort of less collectible films and DVDs and Blu-rays are on the other side, and obviously that's why. Have, okay, yeah, yeah, and that's because of that. That's so lame, isn't it? No, my I... friend came over and was like, "Is that why?" He's your collectible collectibles <laughs> away from the away from the window, and I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious." You it's know, just it's a, a coincidence. P- so pathetic, actually, isn't it? Yeah, no, I've had that happen. I've had that happen with uh,
1: my prized Gladiator three. It's three disc collector's edition. It got fucking ruined by the sun one day. It was just a sunny day, and the sun was at the wrong angle. It fucked. It goes all pink and horrible. Yeah, it? it fades. It takes all the color out of the spine of the DVD. Doesn't it? it? Yeah, immediately. You know, it just turns it into a charity shop thing. Yeah, a yeah, lot of yeah, charity yeah. shop DVDs have that same problem. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Calendar girls, and you can't see the spine at all. No, because it's pink and it's no, like no. yeah. I don't know why specifically. I think I've you used your imagination sort of to pleasure yourself. Yeah. In a- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember one of my like kind of historically prized pieces of physical media was Band of Brothers. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, G, yeah, that yeah, DVD yeah, box set. I've, I've
0: got a copy of that somewhere.
1: Oh, it's just like it's the heaviest thing ever. It really feels like something when you pick it up. And you feel like you could, you could probably chuck it down a well and it'll be fine. <laughs> no, I mean, it's that, you yeah. know, yeah. so that that was a big... Yeah, I remember it was 70 quid for about 10 years. And then finally it would drop down to 25. It was like some kind of sale. And I'm getting that. Yeah, level well, right, I remember yeah. having that. Uh, I'm really proud of my America Wealth in London Arrow Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. Uh, I <laughs> Sometimes... Flip the dust the jacket over so oh, it has the the I tend to side. do
0: that when I buy it. I don't. Ch- I tend not to touch them after that. Um, but I might do. I Depends might on what the, mood I'm in. Sometimes yeah, I'm I might. Needs changing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I just love it. I just. I don't know. Like obviously, you know, we would. But I think that having that, you know, and I also think that I feels like you said bef- said before, like you, you're sort of curating something. Yeah. Even yeah. though you just sat in your own living room. But, like, you know, you, you've got, I don't know, it feels like you're sort of a part of that process of yeah. like, keeping film alive a little bit. Definitely. Um, which is lame. <laughs> but uh, I, I do like that a great deal.
1: I don't know. I don't think it's lame. I mean, my, you know, my no- notoriety for collecting DVDs at school uh, earned me the nickname The Legend. No, I didn't. <laughs>
0: I'd ho- so nearly said oh awesome. Yeah, no, uh, no, yeah, totally genuinely wasn't. with not even the slightest bit of uh, irony. I do like the
1: idea of being sort of 16, 17 and inviting a girl back and she's like, Is that the two disc collectors edition of Spider Man three? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Trousers yeah, off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it's nothing, yeah. <laughs> but she's like, why have you day? taken your trousers off? <laughs> I just assumed it was going to be the next natural progression. Have I grossly misread the situation. (laughs) No (laughs) one, no one. (laughs) What's going to happen now? (laughs) Um,
1: Um, No, it was,
0: uh, I wasn't that, I don't know. I didn't
1: really think about it collecting DVDs that much until one day I just looked in my drawers and I was like, Fuck! I've got a lot of these, and it started to become something I was proud of all of a sudden. Yeah, so much so that like, uh, it was the first thing I packed when I went to uni. It was all my DVDs. Like these are coming with me. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Especially
0: doing a film, studying film. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, I didn't. I started collecting when I was about eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the collection, I've I've I did trim the fat and a bit of the DVDs because I wanted to like, make room for the Blu-rays, just because I don't. I've got pretty limited space. Um, not limited. <laughs> it's pretty big, but you know, in terms of like for future stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I started when I really started getting into film. That's when I started buying. DVDs. I've got a copy of City of God, which is a pretty entry level sort of A level yeah. film <laughs> yeah. studies. Great film. movie. Great yeah, movie. Yeah. It's sort of been marred a bit by that, I think, which it shouldn't be because it's not the film's fault. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've got the original DVD it's of like that. Amelie or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got the same French with cinema. Amelie. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I bought that <laughs> probably when yeah, in like two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, and I've still got that exact copy on the oh, shelf. Really? And I can't or don't think I'll ever get rid of it ever. Just for that reason, because it feels like one of the first sort of like dvds purchases i made thinking this is with a view to making a collection oh wow okay
1: i don't know which one i that when that turning point happened um although because i remember being really excited about in 2005 bearing in mind i was 11 um revenge of the Sith was coming out on dvd and i remember being really excited about that (laughs) um and adding that like you know Next to Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, <laughs> just being like it in there. It in. <laughs> and it, it was they were all the same design as well. They just fit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah all yeah. six at the time there were six Star Wars films. I'm like, wow, it's complete. It's finished. Yeah, the Sega has ended, and I've got all of them. It looked, it looked magnificent. Um, <laughs> Sunshine came out as well because I was really an, I wasn't old enough for going to go and see Sunshine at the cinema. Oh yeah. Um, yeah and uh i don't know about i, I we i'm not of a generation which uh, that easily got into films that were you know you can can go to the odeon and can with a fake id like it no. just wasn't a thing whereas like my my mama has loads of stories about going to see yeah 18s and stuff when she was yeah. 14 um so it was always the home media where that was became like a feature yeah um, yes, yeah yeah so I remember being really excited for sunshine because that was damn uh, Danny Boyle, obviously, it's been a while since I mentioned him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um,
0: yeah, what else?
1: I think those are the two where I remember counting down the days to the release of a, you know, of yeah. a home entertainment. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Should we have a look at some answers? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, best or most important physical media memory. Oh. Uh, and he put visiting Blockbuster on a Friday to pick a film and/or video game to rent for the weekend.
1: Oh, that's quite
0: sweet. Again, yeah, that's yeah. that's something we've sort of spoke about. But it's again that is a not that is a memory that's not just reserved for us. That is like yeah. a, of our generation, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, yeah. that is a special thing. I, I used to love going into Blockbuster. It used yeah. to be one of my favourite things. Oh man! Even yeah. though I knew exactly the, the layout. And I knew that most of the films didn't really change. Yeah, yeah. It was just still always an experience. I loved going in and looking up and seeing it play, the films playing little on the little screens. Oh, right, yeah, the little CRTs. Yeah, man, on yeah. The wall. yeah, and you'd like, you know, you, that'd help inform your decision. Um. Yeah, definitely. Oh. And they were just so good at, like, laying out the sort of... I mean, they didn't always have a particularly extensive world cinema section really blockbusters i think nice. they did as the time went on but
1: it was they were all rental copies weren't they they were all yeah all had that little rental copy yeah, yeah.
0: text at the top yeah <laughs> uh but i yeah just going through that and walking around i was just to love it
1: oh man that's wicked i i i didn't rent as as often i went into blockbuster to buy them because towards yeah. the end of its life it realised that the market wasn't—it wasn't so much a rental market anymore. It was yeah, more of the rental market
0: changed, didn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah, and but I remember so they start to sell all their rental copies for like discounted prices, and I remember getting like all of M Night Shyamalan's films <laughs> in in a blockbuster for really cheap. i been really excited. I think at that time, he'd only done six cents The Village and Signs and Unbreakable, and so it was those four, and I was like, hey, quids in. Yeah, that was my sort of... I remember buying from Blockbuster more than renting it, Mm. personally, but um, we did have one in Tunbridge Wells for a bit.
0: It felt like an extension of the cinema, like like it was like an arm of the the cinema experience in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd you'd miss... Maybe you see the film at the cinema. You'd miss it. At the cinema, you think, oh, I'll catch it in blockbuster in a few months' time. Yeah. And you go in, and they'd even have like popcorn in there and stuff. And yeah, they did. Yeah, it was almost like they were like knowingly part of that experience. They were um, selling you an evening. Yeah, they? yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it, yeah it made it even sort of a fucking event because mm. you had to go out and find what it was you were going to consume. You'd often pair it with a takeaway. Yes. Yeah. They, so exactly. Get a takeaway. That. And man, we we. <laughs> we did. We did that, didn't we? A couple of weeks ago, we we did went yeah. to dear Alex for the film angle. Went to his house and uh, watched a couple of films, and we had a takeaway. It was just. I love it. That's my favourite way to watch a film. is to sort of combine it with people that you know are as into it as you are. Yeah, yeah. With like greasy food. I mean, yeah. he made us an amazing pasta dish beforehand. I was say. <laughs> before he, you know, That's... <laughs> I could sense his fury from here. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, that experience about making it an event. I I, yeah. I just feel like again, streaming, I'm hammering it a bit, but you know no, it's more right. dead eyed. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's like Oh, what's on? You know, like yeah. you're not you know, sitting down and
1: I don't know. Just making an event out of it. We did that with the you had Hellraiser,
0: you bought Hellraiser.
1: Was a Hellraiser? I've got the Hellraiser
0: arrow box set that are released uh the tail end of october i've yes. only seen the first one actually i need to watch other ones but. I th- did we what we watched the first one together we did in,
1: in a similar eve style yeah of eve yeah and, uh with like yeah we didn't get a takeaway maybe we should have done but we did have like food and stuff and yeah i remember really looking forward to that and then we did it again with uh, death wish oh yeah. Lee. Yeah. So yeah yeah
0: but i have the memory know like, really fond memories of yeah, those films yeah. now um and, and those kinds of films are perfect, like horror films or like canon era films or yeah, like naff yeah. action films. They're perfect for that collective viewing experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Obviously, you could you know watch any film together, but You watch Salo as
1: well, which is an example of watching any film together. <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> yeah, should be yeah, viewed yeah. A group, or yeah. Georgia walked in which, uh, that exact moment <laughs> with the with the,
0: fee- the consumption of feces. Oh yeah, that's she was tough. like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. You're like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a critique of fascism. <laughs> yeah, uh, she she'd already seen the shit eating she <laughs> wrote, wrote us off.
1: It's meant to be the Lion King. We've got, got given the wrong disc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we sat through it. Yeah. On, there's no lions here.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, that's a lovely memory. Thank you, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> you were also present during Sailor. It, it kinda, yeah, there was a circular narrative Yeah, yeah. It yeah. It came yeah, back there to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dale says VHS, puff the magic dragon on repeat. That's trippy when you're five. Whoa, all right then. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's quite sweet. Yeah, VHS is another thing we haven't touched on that much, but I did. I used to. I had like all the Home Alones on VHS and I wore out my copy of that and like The Lion King and all that kind of stuff. Um, Actually, yeah, uh, I had Alien on that was like one of my first ever horror films I watched was, and that was on VHS uh. I remember yeah I mean the the act of rewinding it afterwards was like
0: ready for the next viewing oh god <laughs> yeah you had crazy. to do it didn't you yeah fuck yeah, yeah man, that was amazing crazy. good times uh Christy the film angle oh he said uh, when I was a kid I would spend most of my weekends at my grandmother's I was the only boy in our family, and all of the rest of our siblings and cousins, were etc., were girls. Okay. So I had to go along with the girls to Irish dancing lessons every Saturday, which I hated and protested. <laughs> the only way th- they got me through it was through cinematic bribery. Uh, so I was a good boy and went to those lessons. And after each class, my granny would take me to the independent VHS rental store and let me rent anything I chose. For about a year, that film I rented every week was The Indian in the Cupboard, <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but I was obsessed I went through hell every weekend to see that little cupboard Oh, that's really sweet Yeah, yeah it's quite nice Then yeah, yeah. he puts, by the way, really enjoying the show, guys oh. I've been tuning in regularly the last couple of episodes and loving the banter and every time Danny says wanky I saw that quite a lot, actually <laughs> I think I might have said it this time
1: With you? You? reference to the smell of CEX Ah, uh, yeah. yeah It's rubbing off, not literally <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and it was also him that suggested After Hours in the oh, Scorsese podcast so of course go. yeah yeah thanks Chris that's a lovely message and that's I've actually never seen Indian in the cupboard um, same no we all have those films though that especially when you're younger it's,
1: there's a kind of putting it on every single yeah every single week I think Home
0: Alone was actually one for me I used to put it on all the time for some reason Yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah but I love the idea of having to endure something you don't like to get the reward of going to the somewhere that you do like yeah yeah and it being that sort of the 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 independent video rental store i got a
1: reasonably similar thing happened to me uh in that my parents i think they were like doing the kitchen up or like painting or something and they're like we're gonna have to go to b and q later to me and my brother and we were of an age where they're like that is proper headache inducing evening it's horrible isn't it just like traipsing around yeah like a timber yard or something it's just like they're,
0: they're, other, they're, other, they're the only kind of shops that haven't really changed they always feel the same yeah yeah they do yeah yeah because yeah. I, I went to B&Q recently because we were recently doing some home renovations actually to put the shelves up funnily enough oh right there you go <laughs> and I remember I said to my mate at the time I was like fucking hell they, they've, they're they the exact same as they've always been <laughs> yeah, and I like- still feel as powerless and alienated as I did as a fucking eight year old yeah exactly yeah
1: <laughs> so as you know me and my brother were like not happy about this at all, but I think the idea was as if we didn't kick up too much of a fuss. Actually, what we we're doing is going to see Monsters Inc., but they waited until we were there before, like. Because it was in the same industrial park, I think, It was uh, nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it like, surprised us.
0: Like yes,
1: you know. So I guess we didn't have to actually endure any dancing lessons or anything, but we had to endure the idea of yeah. going somewhere naff. Yeah, and then yeah. It turns out we're going to see like a new Pixar film. So yeah, there you go. Another yeah. example of
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> of that <laughs> like kind of that. situation. <laughs> and in regards to sort of like. Um, I asked the question, are you physical or digital? Mm. The vast majority... Well, Lee said physical, as you'd yeah. expect. Fellow yeah, collector. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Chris said, again, he said, if I had infinite money, then physical all the way, but I don't, so a hybrid of the two. This is it. We're getting pushed...
1: You naturally get pushed towards the most popular things. It's often...
0: The thing that seems to make the most sense financially. Yeah. And um, and again, I think one of the possible drawbacks of the collector's side of things, particularly if you go for Criterion, Arrow, Eureka, oh, yeah. et cetera, is the price. They are expensive. Yeah. And that's where they're relying on people like us to pay it. Cause we'll pay it because we see the worth beyond. Yeah. You know that. And, and I'm sure Chris is the same. I know he, I've, he's put a few of his, when he's recommended films, he's did, I think he did a series of it and he had a few in his collection, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think more in a, in a more broad, a broader sense. I mean, that I think people that aren't necessarily that might could be won over by the idea of buying a few will be put off by the price of some of them. I think. Oh God, yeah, because they're not cheap, and that's that's a fact. No,
1: you're right. Yeah, Hannah got me the Elephant Man on Criterion, and it turned out it was the wrong region, and it was so gutting. Not just for me, but for her, because the amount of money she spent on it for me uh, it turned out like it was worthless. Oh shit! Um, which I mean, you know, if you want to. Put, put put in a counter argument for streaming. It's like that that isn't a problem. Yeah, it's, it's cheaper, <laughs> region free, yeah. all the way. Especially if you download a, like, have a VPN or whatever. I guess,
0: but, and he, even like you know, away from the sort of collectors' companies. Even if you look at like Disney and their Blu-rays, they're not cheap either, are they?
1: Oh, Disney's have always been expensive, um, and it's so sneaky though, because obviously kids are gonna be the ones to want it. So they'll ask for it for Christmas, and in two thousand and two, like a, a sort of single mothers gonna have to shell out twenty quid which is a lot of money you know to them especially it's been in 2002 uh, yeah they're so at fuck- the fuckers yeah <laughs> yeah they're fuckers aren't they and yeah i mean actually i was surprised at how cheap disney plus was when it came it was like a 5 a month i was like that's a bold that's actually kind of quite cheap for you disney cuz yeah you know, I and mean, it won't usually. be long
0: before they start squeezing in some other sort of financial incentive yeah yeah shit <laughs> <laughs> cuz they they're all going to do it i just think that that's the problem with it i think is that mm. You know, I think that sort of tendrils of marketing always seem to sort of bury deep in all of these kinds of things. Yeah, and it's not necessarily to the detriment of the people who work streaming necessarily, but if you're at the forefront of something that is the most successful and viable way in which people engage with films or television, then there are going to be people that are going to want to maximise profit out of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hence the reason why we have to fucking endure adverts on Netflix, which I cannot believe.
1: Netflix is an interesting one because it was way ahead of the game in terms of streaming. It was the first, it was a one pioneer, wasn't it? Completely, but it, it's endured. It's gone through its peak now and now and their content isn't as good as it was no nope. that might be a result of there's more content out there yeah, therefore yeah. it's watered down it's easy like, to shit out on it. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about it's weird, kind of horrible, grey-looking house style as well. Yeah, it's a yellowy, grey, yeah, nasty, too clean, like noise reduced, reduced, which yeah, makes everything yeah. look like past, like a kind of pastel. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I think the same thing will happen to the rest of them, and it will just—it's it's time because Netflix was a fiver I remember it was, it was like a fiver because it started 12.
0: out as was it Love Film yeah, yeah, By, yeah. you could rent all and Netflix bought them out didn't they yeah that's right and then yeah. they could send you the DVDs yeah. and they stopped doing that and I remember mm. when they changed I said like, why are we not getting DVDs anymore I was like, yeah. oh, it's like it's like a streaming website. thing yeah, yeah it's like a website yeah. <laughs> you <can go> on. <laughs> it's bizarre. yeah and they were like a trailblazer I mean obviously it was pretty much you know HBO who paved the way for like the idea of like tv dramas that could stand up to movies but I oh think yeah, Netflix yeah. were the pioneers in terms of like adopting a technology and, and mm. of streaming and, and pushing it into the mainstream yeah yeah and I think you're right I think they've had their heyday you know I think they didn't they, they were like ahead of the game and now they're just sort of like you sort of just hear like an audible queef <laughs> yeah. when you sort of start, start it up
1: yeah so there's true crime documentaries of theirs as well it's yeah like yeah they put them on like stuff.
0: no tomorrow I don't they? yeah I don't know what's happening Dale says I prefer digital when it's high enough stream quality but okay. I just want one subscription to rule them all yeah okay. so we sort of talked about haven't we how that I think you made that point earlier that you know it's impossible uh to have all of them unless you've got like a sizable income yeah because if you only pick one or two then you are limiting the scope of your choice
1: yeah completely yeah and you know there, there are some. There's some th- another thing that annoys me is like I'll go on to Netflix, find a film that I like, watch it, yay, perfect. And then I'll go on. A, it's on Disney as well. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. So not only I, mean, I kind of feel a bit duped. whereas like I've got both of you, and yet you're sharing. Yeah. The same yeah, media. Yeah. I don't know. And you're right, Dale. I really agree with you in that there should be yeah like a one subscription to rule them all kind of thing. I like that idea. That is, it's never going to happen. Because that would break down the entire idea of competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, which is essential to the
0: system we live in, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: Um, And also the the whole well, blue blue rays are HD high definition nineteen twenty by ten eighty, which on uh, most televisions looks really nice. Yeah, they're going to be better than Netflix HD because. So, although it is in inverted commas, and you you'll know this stuff, Dale, obviously, because you work in the same sort of field. But I don't. Ah, oh, so, so <laughs> even although it's technically HD, it's compressed, so it, there's the files are smaller and the image quality is worse. Yeah, and that's image quality is about so much more than just pixels and just the amount of pixels. There's all sorts of different stuff that can contribute to the the final kind of look of a film blu-rays i think are superior than streaming in that regard i think anyway and also if your internet's fucked it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. but i do agree with you you know there are more options in terms of Quality and that kind of thing with streaming, like you can you can stream UHD if you've got a reasonable internet connection. You can stream 4K stuff now, which is quite nice. Um, I actually think blue the 4K Blu-rays that look horrible, like not the actual media, but the disc, the like cases,
0: yeah, no, yeah. jet black and yeah, the, yeah, yeah they got a, I don't know. I think th- sometimes film things that are too crisp can don't look like films. They almost have that sort of soap drama machine. Yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, which I think is something that should be well and truly separate. Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch it like that,
1: you can, but you should always have the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should always be, like, a filmmaker mode on television. Oh,
0: God, yeah, 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 I put that on this one recently, and it was...
1: Turn yeah. off motion smoothing or the equivalent as well. Cause it makes like you say, it makes everything look like a soap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate it. It's horrible.
1: Yeah. The, it's because films were 24 frames a second and your eyes have over the years have got used to that. And having that check, like when the Hobbit came out, it had the same weird, like kind of naff television. Oh yeah. It. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just because your eyes aren't used to the amount of frames that are being presented to you. So it's like, yeah, that's garish. I hate it. I really hate it. Um, And I kept having to... We lived with my parents-in-law for a bit and I kept having to change the TV back to turn off motions. It was like every single evening. Jesus. (laughs) Turn it off. We were watching a film in
0: the 50s with it turned on. It looked so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I watched After Hours and it was on. and I had to turn it off. Oh, God, yeah, man. Made After Hours look like a fucking episode of... Hollyoaks oh, It was man. really weird. Yeah, yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want that. Nope. Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're the sort of main comments we got. All the only. I'm going <laughs> to suggest that we got <laughs> we loads. we Yeah, i <laughs> to rifle through thousands. <laughs> uh, no, they were the only ones we got so yeah but no thank you for coming in yeah that's um, nice actually yeah, it thanks. is nice to hear others because sometimes you can get bored, particularly with a subject like this we could just go off on one for fucking ages oh yeah absolutely uh, as is I guess the nature of podcasts but it's nice <laughs> that we've got your views yeah to uh, <laughs> cushion like- uh, opinions <laughs> yeah. is that a saying I don't know yeah it is now yeah it is no. now yeah <laughs> And then with a the question. Oh, go on. Do you think physical media will eventually just be phased out? Because whenever I ever speak, whenever I speak to people, they always go, "This kind of stuff won't last forever." Yeah, depressingly, I think it might. Yeah, because
1: I, every time I try and lend someone a film, they'll say, "I don't have a Blu-ray or DVD." Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah Everyone yeah. at work is like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll find it." I'm like, no, but I've got it. Like, I've got it on DVD. I will lend it to you, and then it's you already you'll have, have it. Maybe then. Sorry? It's already happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they just don't want to watch it and they're trying to be polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't
0: want to fucking watch. <laughs> don't want to watch Sunshine, Ben. Stop trying to lend <laughs> yeah, me sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm to think of a film. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think it is happening. I think, you know, we right back at the start of the, the, the episode, we sort of said mm. that, you know, you don't really see many people's like living spaces or the more sort of communal spaces in their houses. They don't tend to have the big yeah. collections of things and I think that's just a sign of the times
1: I'd be interested to see if you go to somewhere that sells like uh tv stands how many of them will have a shelf for a dvd player uh, anymore. yeah I yeah. reckon they would have clocked on and phased that kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all um no. yeah
0: you're probably you're not wrong do you reckon it'll have no, this is another question mm. do you reckon it'll have like a renaissance like vinyl because everyone, fucking, everyone everyone sold vinyl I remember my dad lamenting the fact that he sold or got rid of so many of his vinyls oh yeah of only course. for them all to come back
1: I hope so I'm going to keep my f- collection for that reason also what I might do though is what you've done in is that kind of strip them back because I've got really random DVDs that have been given to me as a joke like uh, got a DVD about Princess Diana oh. like, it's called like Diana a life to remember. <laughs> she died when I was three. like I don't have any personal connection to her, uh, and yet I it Blast stands me. on my shelf yeah um, yeah, so I need to have a bit of a cull, but I won't I don't think I'll get
0: rid of them uh, no, no I, I I like, yeah, I love staring at them, yeah, I do my partner always tells me off for it <laughs> she just wants me to help her decide and like, you know something else you know for the house like a new color palette for the living room i'm going yeah maybe staring at my copy of goddard box set just like <laughs> get a grip the only thing that worries me slightly is the thing about
1: vinyls is they're quite robust aren't they are yeah the well, like,
0: blu-rays are quite robust i suppose so yeah maybe they... but they're not as robust as vinyls and there is i do think there is something inherently more sort of visually speaking cooler about vinyls yeah i
1: mean it is all artwork
0: isn't it yeah really and yeah, you can yeah.
1: incorporate it into the pressing and stuff yeah and yeah. technically yeah you can do that with blu-rays but there's something about a vinyl and the front cover of it which is not kind of marred by like the bbfc logo or like warner brothers or anything yeah. like that it can be it, it can be like the beatles white album right it could be nothing or yeah i don't know um, i'd like the idea of there being a renaissance yeah me too i i, I actually don't know if i have an answer for that i'd i'd be slightly surprised but then again i'm sure people that collected vinyls were surprised when
0: exactly you yeah
1: know, yeah when they were like, oh, i've still got about 40 of those in my attic I'll yeah and get yeah. them down yeah the turntables are really expensive again now aren't they so i love the
0: idea of just 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 keep buying keep collecting and one day just having a huge massive just shelf other to shelves mm. full I don't know, like it being used for something like a sort of communal film watching thing or something, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that, I think the, the streaming experience, I think it's sort of, you know, ragged on streaming so <laughs> much today, but, you know, it, it's taken the communal experience and puts it in the living room, which yeah, is not communal. Yeah. No, no. Uh, no by too. and large. Uh, obviously, there are plenty of, you know, shared houses or TV is still an event in many ways, but... Yeah, um, you know, the act of watching a film together with people you don't know mm. or people you do know but you you know, I'm sorry. The act of watching a film in a communal space is 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 declining. Uh, yeah. This the cinema industry is is is, is reflecting in that. Yeah. Obviously it's still doing well and holding strong at the moment yeah. with certain releases, but you know, the the ch- the shift in trends of of viewership and the the way in which audiences choose the settings in which they choose to watch films—it um, mm. has changed a great deal, and I think, you know, I think there is something to be said about place, you know, having a collection and getting people together and, yeah, sticking it on and, yeah,
1: yeah, reaping the rewards. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I don't it better be that. rewards because yeah, otherwise, yeah. I've <laughs> wasted my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On that note,
0: <laughs> yes. there we have it I always say it the the outro but that was really really enjoyable (laughs) yeah yeah you know it was basically an opportunity for us to wax lyrical about collecting and (laughs) lamenting the fact that not enough people do it and having a go at streaming services yeah um Always oh, fun, which we which we enjoy greatly.
1: Got, yeah, we sneaked a little Disney criticism in there as well. Oh yeah, you've got equally to you. fun. Yeah. Yeah, you've got
0: to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So next week, or I say next week, it'll probably be the week after next. Lots of things on, yeah. and we're going to need uh, to be be away for a week essentially. Yeah. However, the wait will be worth it because we're going to go for Godzilla minus one. Yes. Uh, another Japanese-made Godzilla film, since yeah. Sh- the first since Shin Godzilla, which was excellent. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. I feel like the Japanese Godzilla films nail the sort of human character work in a way that American Godzilla films never have. No, even the good American Godzilla films, of which there are...
1: I don't mind Gareth Edwards' ones
0: too much. Yeah, it's not terrible, is it? I mean, I think the universe they've set up is just uh, depressingly shit. Versus versus yeah kong, yeah it? and
1: all that sort of stuff that one's that one's on its way out isn't it yeah Go- I, there's X-Kong. another
0: there's a new one coming out isn't there yeah godzilla x kong or something I don't yeah know, I don't know. <laughs> sounds um, like a porn channel yeah <laughs> uh maybe that's what it is it's just two porn stars in like outfits yeah above like a power rangers-esque <laughs> sort of like these do, you know, used to do at the megazord they do like the, the sets just <laughs> yeah, slapping yeah. each other with their cocks 200 million dollars at cost yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> They've done a, an expend of expend four balls and like put loads of random like cast members in just to chat. that Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cover that. It's it will be a great opportunity then to talk about Godzilla films. If you've managed to hold on throughout that whole sort of rant from me about how much I love collecting and particularly sort of getting a bit heavy, <laughs> in my breathing talking about godzilla you'd know that i'm a big fan <laughs> and um it'd, it'd be a great opportunity to sort of walk through mm. the history of of godzilla i've um, got my research cut out
1: for me i might i might try and watch the first one the first ever one oh the first Black and ever white one, one so
0: good there's yeah, some great yeah. ones we could maybe do like a day we'll be just sit and watch as many as we can in a day <laughs> yeah that'd be good actually I'm I'm so like fucking sick of it by the end because <laughs> there's some fucking great ones but there's some pretty fucking shit ones as well oh, Part of the past, it? Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like you know, Nightmare on Elm Street is always gonna be they're still fun to watch though. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it's the
0: same with Godzilla as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you get surprises like Dream Warriors, right? I mean Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good stuff,
1: Patricia Arquette.
0: Yeah, Johnny Depp. Uh,
1: he he's in the first one. In the first one. Yeah, it was yeah. his first film.
0: Yeah. His first film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Ignore that mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> Actually, no. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So with that in mind, mm. uh, enjoy this episode. Yes. Uh, we've got some other stuff coming up. You know, I think it'd be nice to do a um, Christmas film episode. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Why not?
1: Yeah, we would. You last year when we started this, we almost did. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, uh, that might be quite interesting. Yeah,
0: it'd be like a. Because that was the first episode we planned to do. Wasn't yes. It? Yeah. We, never we ended did. up
1: doing. I think Avatar was out at the time. Yeah. And like, it's just eclipsing everything.
0: So we had a better chance of getting some more. Fucking TV hell, yeah. yeah. it that long ago when we walked out of the View Cinema yeah. after watching it, going back to your old flat. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Oh, a <laughs> lot's changed this year. It has, yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then we'll do a year retrospective. Oh, perfect! Yeah, I'm up for it. That. Um, I need to watch quite a lot of the supposedly good films from this year. I've missed. Qu- I've not been to cinema in a while, just for various reasons. So we'll have to do that. Maybe like get that out for, like the first week of the new year. Yeah, that'd be nice. So yeah, plans. Yeah. Look forward to. I think indeed. In the meantime, enjoy this episode. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank we'll catch you. you in the next one. See you then. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.